Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. And on today's show, I am joined by a dream and vibrant living alchemist. She is here to explain to us how to have a relationship with our dreams so we can learn from the messages that the dreams are here to impart. In addition, she explains why nightmares are all about waking us up. She also takes us on a journey to the invisible realms and helps us understand the importance of wonder, creativity, and the imagination. So join me as we navigate through dreamland. Here we go. Hello, hello. Today I have with me Jean Catherick Carlson. Jean is a vibrant living alchemist, which means she is all about bringing the light into the dark. And in general, Jean is a wonder woman. Yes, she wonders about everything. So she's going to take some of that awe-inspiring wonder and bring us some wisdom today. So thank you, Jean, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly Ann. And I actually go by Jean Catherine or JK. Uh, I think of JK as I'm the next JK Rowling and who knows what Harry Potter may be coming through me at this point. (laughs) There you go. It's all kinds of wonderful things that are going to happen today. Magical. Yes. Okay. So let's just dive right in and start with one of the things that we discussed, said we're going to talk about today is the power of dreams and the invisible realm, because it's that time of year where it's really important to sort of look inward and slow down and start reconnecting with our inner world. Yes. Yes, it is so true. You know, dreams have always held a special place for me. I've always thought of them as the most creative part of me. Imagine if you had to create your own dreams every night, add that to your responsibility (laughs) list, but we don't, they come and they're my own personal entertainer, sometimes destabler at some times, but they always come to help me and to support me and encourage me on. So they've been uh, from the very first dream I remember that was before five years old up until last week when I had a dream that was really came through. Dreams have always been for me a way of connecting with me and speaking to me that is goes bypasses the ego so that I don't have, so that I'm not in control at the moment. And then the magic that happens is really amazing. So the dreams, who knows where they come from? I'm just glad they do. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you one of the main questions that people always say is, well, what if I have trouble remembering mine? What do you tell people? (laughs) Well, first of all, no worries, nothing to be concerned about because you are dreaming. If we weren't dreaming, we would be psychotic because it's such an important part of our psyche. It's I think of dreams as the defraggers of the computer. So they're always doing something beside the scenes. So several points here. If you don't remember your dreams, one of the best ways to start remembering your dreams is to make a decision and say, I want to remember my dreams. Put a pen and pad of paper 
near your bed so that you can jot down anything. Now, here's what I do. Here's a hot tip. When I haven't been remembering dreams for a while, before I go to bed, I say, okay, dream maker, I promise I will write down anything I remember, however simple, however small. And then I, 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 I'm responsible for that. And I am integrity with that decision. And I write that down. And then the dreams start coming more because dreams want to have a relationship with us. And when we say we're going to remember and we start recording, that helps. Second point with this, if you don't remember your dreams, get curious about how is spirit speaking to you? Because bottom line, dreams are about communication with the other realm, with the invisible realm. And that can come in a lot of ways. Maybe you're the kind of person that has synchronicities happen all day long. And with those synchronicities, you go like, oh, there's a wink from the universe. Oh, look at that. Oh, I was just thinking about that. Or maybe you're the kind of person that uses oracle cards and the oracle cards speak to you. There are so many ways that spirit can connect with them, with us. So dreams, you may be able to develop a relationship with them and remember them. And then if not, look for other channels and say, how else is spirit speaking to me? Oh, I love that concept that you just talked about, about the relationship with your dreams, that it's a relationship. And, and really, when you were talking, I was just getting the sense that it's about opening up to the possibilities. It's about opening yes. up to the possibilities of what may come in and understanding that it's a relationship and you need to be open to it or you may close out something. Yes, yes. You know, Dr. Steven Eisenstadt, who I worked with for a period of time, I did a six-month training with him. He says that what's in our dreams, that our dreams is alive, are as alive as we are. It's just on another plane. So there are characters in our dreams. There are symbols in our dreams. And when we develop a relationship with those, there's an energy there that, yes, we will, if we don't if we don't address those relationships, we miss out on them. And so another way of like, let's say I'm not remembering my dreams. Let's say I wake up in the morning with an image of a horse and I go like, well, that's interesting. I wonder what my relationship with horses is and then pursue that relationship. That's then I'm relating with a horse on the invisible realm, on the invisible plane, and there's a whole energetic there that may lead me off on a, carry me away on a whole journey. <laughs> That's fascinating. So if I, if someone makes a decision, like you're saying, to be open, and I like what you said about, you know, asking the dream maker, or telling them that you're going to take accountability and responsibility. So we do that. And now we have some dreams. <laughs> and I, let's say I'm a newbie, which I really am in some cases somewhat, but for people that are, that are new to it. Okay. I have my dream. I'm going to wake up in the morning and I write it down. And then I look at it and I go, what? <laughs> oh yes. That's often the, what, what is that? First of all, know that the dream dreams speak in images. So the reason they're so illogical 
it's like, wait a minute, I can't, let's say I have a dream about dreaming about um, breathing underwater. I've, and I'm, I wake up and go like breathing underwater. How is that even possible? And I can't do that. And what is this about? So first of all, the most important thing is to get curious and to soften, soften the logical brain and say, what might this mean? What might these symbols mean? What would it mean for me to be breathing underwater? Well, for one thing, it would mean that I can do something in that invisible realm that I'm not aware of. I wouldn't be able to do that in the, in the waking life realm. But what would that power give me? If I knew I could breathe underwater, that means I could go to the depths of my soul and breathe and see with different eyes. So what we want to do when we're newbies at this is get curious, back up a little bit and say, what might this mean? And if it's funny, laugh, have some laughter with it and say, well, I had somebody had, I don't think we ever quite figured out this symbol, but she was making soup with flannel shirts. And it was like, well, that is just the most curious symbol I've ever heard of. And so sometimes I do believe dreams come to delight and surprise us and just like, let us laugh a little bit. So newbies get curious, know that it's symbolic language. It's not literal. And so it's not literally saying, go and dive down into the bottom of the ocean and breathe. That won't work. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that won't work. <laughs> However, the imagery can take us places. Another idea is to just let the dream live in the back of the brain. Just let it be like on simmer for the day. See if any synchronicities come up. Uh, once I had a dream about paving a sidewalk and I thought, well, that's interesting. And I was out walking in the day and I saw somebody paving sidewalk. And to me, that was simply an image of saying like, yep, we're connected. We know what's going on. Have some fun with this. Um, third idea is to bring the dream into the shower with you. Oh, and what happens there? Haven't heard that one before. Well, just with the water running a lot of, you know, we, and then just say, okay, I'm kind of curious about this dream. What might it mean? And then just stand in the shower and see if anything comes. Because often in the shower, it's we're it's, it, we get into a kind of a liminal space in the shower where we're more connected. I have a friend whose primary resource for her brilliant ideas, she gets them when she's in the shower. And so that is a place. And I've had a lot of dream insights come in the shower. So bring the shower, bring the dream into the shower, set the intention that I wonder what will come here and see if anything comes. Final piece that you might consider doing if you have an Oracle deck, if you're into Oracle cards, ask the Oracle card deck, say, okay, I had this dream. What do you think this is about? And see if there's anything that triggers a connection. So those are all very concrete ways of starting out with dreams. That is, those are, those are excellent. And I, I've never thought of using, I use Oracle cards, but I've never, ever thought of using them in that way. That's, that's fascinating. And yeah, so, I've, had some, I've had some good success with that. 
especially dreams. I just did it recently because I had a dream where it was a dream within a dream within a dream. And it was like, wow, I have no idea what this is. So I just asked the cards, you know, so tell me what you see here. And it, it did, it did, it did, uh, it was revelatory. It supported me. So those are all great ideas for the newbie. So as someone progresses in trying to make the connection to their dreams in the invisible realm, I know that's something that you work with clients. Can you give us some ideas of how people, stories, things that have happened and how you work with people to understand the language of their dreams? Yes, absolutely. Uh, And that's once we've, as newbies, we've gotten intrigued by our dreams, there will inevitably come a point where there's a dream that I want to know more about and I can't figure it out. As a matter of fact, it's hard to get to the cutting edge in any of our dreams without an objective perspective because dreams come to show us what we're uniquely blind in. And if we're uniquely blind in it, we won't be able to see it. That's when working with a dream expert like myself can really come in handy. So I have a couple different ways I work with people in do one-on-one sessions. And also I hold dream alchemy circles in the evening, um, various times. And that's when dreamers come together and we share dreams and we unpack the dream together to see what it might mean. So the way I work when I work with people, whether in circle or in, or one-on-one is my first principle in working with a dream is knowing that it's the dreamer that knows for sure what the dream means. By that, I mean, I will suggest some things and I'll be able to tell by the person's response, whether it resonates with them not or not. And I'll ask them if it resonates and often they'll go like, oh yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. And then they're, and then we're on to hitting pay dirt, so to speak, or discovering the gold in the dream. Recently, I worked with a client who had been having uh, repetitive dreams for years and years and years. And once we looked at the imagery in the dream and got away from the literal meaning of the dream and looked at it more as the, um, as symbolic, then the meaning of that repetitive dream came up and she reported recently that she hasn't had it again since. So I'll give you an example of the difference between often when I work with people, it's moving from the literal to the symbolic that's most important. Mm -hmm. Let's say somebody dreams about an old boyfriend and keeps having a dream about an old boyfriend. The dream isn't coming to say, oh, go hang out with that old boyfriend. It's not about the old boyfriend. It's about the old boyfriend within me. So the biggest principle working with somebody in my dreams is to help them come back to the knowing that everything in the dream is a part of me, whether it's somebody living, whether it's somebody, a person that's living or passed away or an old pet or a new pet, it's all a part of my psyche that we want to look at. And that that's the part that wants to be revealed. So let's say I have a dream about an old boyfriend. And by the way, sex in dreams is one of those most misunderstood images because sex in dreams, we think like, oh, I had sex with Michael Jordan in a dream once. That was like really fun. But it wasn't about me then going looking up Michael Jordan. It was about me saying, 
what is what does Michael Jordan have that I may have in the shadows that my psyche says it's ready to unite with that? So what does Michael Jordan have? Well, six foot six or however tall he is, that's not going to work for me. So again, literally, no, he's a basketball star, was a basketball star. Well, that's not for me. No, but there is a confidence that he has of knowing who he is and knowing what he's good at. And I believe that that dream that I had then was about bringing that knowing that there is a Michael Jordan within me first. It's like, well, I like that idea. And there's a confidence there that moves forward. So if it's a previous boyfriend, the first question I ask is, what did you love about him? Or what did you not love about him? Because it can go either way. Like what did, and then we get curious about that. Is that capacity trying to come through to you in your life at this time? And then the dream begins to see like, oh, he was really spontaneous and I've gotten a little stuck in my, the way I do life. And every time I come up on this stuckness, that comes up, that dream comes up to say, remind me, be more spontaneous, but it doesn't come in like with relief on the relief letters in the sky saying, be more spontaneous. <laughs> it comes in the vision of this boyfriend and an interaction with that boyfriend. And then we say, well, what's that about? And then we come to a dream worker and we begin to unpack it. And we go like, oh, I get it. It's often the questions and insights of another that will begin to bring the meaning of the dream to light. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing about when we bring them to the reason it, the reason we can even guess what other people's dreams meaning is mean is that dreams are globally personal and personally global. So we all have as humans, we all have experience with love, with the archetype of, of love, the archetype of authority all of these basic human archetypes we've got within us because it's the human experience. So anytime somebody has a dream about fear or being chased or having a sexual interaction or any of that kind of stuff, we can relate to it as humans and it will mean something to us on a whole other level which is why groups are nice because we bring a variety of perspectives and everybody leaves with a slightly different personal insight that can make a difference the very next day. That's amazing. I think I wonder, do, do people have trouble moving from the literal to the symbolic? <sighs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That is, especially if it's a, if it's a dream about somebody that currently something is going on in their lives, it is a process of letting go of that literal, literal uh, meaning. The other piece that I bring in at that point is like, there's a, there's a place for literal interpretation at times. Let's say I have a dream about a person that has passed away and there's a real numinous quality to them. Well, that, that certainly at one level is a real visitation. And so there are multiple layers of meanings of dreams. So often with a person who's, 
who's maybe challenged by opening up to the to the symbolic meaning it's about acknowledging yes at one level there's this literal meaning it's just like the surface of the ocean the surface of the ocean is there and it's important and there's waves on the surface of the ocean and we know that's real then if we go down further and down further and get all the way down to the bottom there's a whole different experience so embracing the truth that all dreams have multiple layers of meaning can often help that person who's wants to go literal say yes and so that's the other one of my favorite expressions in life uh, Kimberly Ann is yes and like getting away from it's not either this or that it, yes and let's see what else is there mm -hmm. and I think what's so fascinating about what you're talking about as I'm thinking about it is when are we really looking at things in that way, you know, symbolically and openly. And we really are so taught to be so literal and concrete that this just brings a whole different, like you're saying, it's the yes. And this brings us yeah. to the and part. We're used to yeah. the cut and dry. And this takes us in a way to, you know, when you think about it, accessing the invisible realms, not just dreams, but the invisible realms, things we can't see. If you're trying to do it literally, <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder to, to access. Yeah. 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 So a couple, a couple of things that beautiful thoughts that that triggered for me is one is I know you have a, a doctorate and I have a master's and it seems like the further we go into education, the more we're taught that there's a correct answer. <laughs> yes. There's the correct way. This is the correct way. And this is not. And I have said so many times that one of my favorite things about dream is that there's no right, wrong. Yeah. There is no right, wrong answer. And I think being in a world where that is the case, it's challenging and refreshing. So what I found, what I find fascinating about this is the more I've gotten into the yes and, the more I've gotten into the dreams, the more when I'm on my walkabouts, by which, by which I mean just my nature walks, my getting my 10,000 steps in a day, I start seeing the invisible realm starts poking through the 3D reality. So I see more light lights blinking in trees, or I see the faces, I see faces on the bark that's in the tree, or I see a collection of rocks. And I think, oh, wow, that's interesting. That looks like a sheep lying down. Um, so there, all of that, it, the, the universe, the, the physical world begins to wake up and the invisible world starts peeking out through that. And we, it, it's so delightful. It yeah. makes everything in life more alive. Well, that's what it is. That's what it is. I just realized it is the allowing the aliveness to come through even the rock. You know, in the New Testament, um, the character Jesus says, you know, these rocks will shout out, you know, in, in whatever he says exactly in praise of me or whatever. What I always, what I take that to mean is that that light energy within us is in the rocks as well. And the rocks themselves are going to shine that light out in their own way. 
mm-hmm. and speak the word of life, so to speak. Um, so that's that's what I am loving is how seeing the dreams actually shifting from exclusively interior to the to seeing them in the waking life, seeing them come out. It's it's really that's the wonder woman in me, right? It's like, I just wonder, I walk around and I, the other day I had a inner prompting to go, uh, somebody had shown so to go out to the side yard. Somebody on Facebook had shown, responded to something I said by saying they liked being in their garden in the morning. And I was sitting inside thinking and hearing, eh, go on, go down to your garden. I didn't know why. Just it's kind of like that an inner prompting, a little inner dream saying, go do this. So I went down and I saw nestled in a succulent the most amazing dewdrop I've ever seen. And I did a whole photo shoot with this dewdrop that the closer I got to it, I could see a whole world inside wow. that dewdrop. And that's the kind of thing when it's, it can start for some of us, it can start with getting curious about our dreams. What am I willing to see in my dreams? How am I willing to allow the invisible realm to start coming alive and speaking to me? And it can start with dreams and then it can expand into something else, into something else, or it can start with a dewdrop and the dewdrop can lead into the dreams. The universe can go any way it wants with us. Yeah, it can. It really can. And I think that, you know, like you're saying, it really all comes alive when we connect to to it. It can come, you know, in nature, there's so much going on that we often walk right by and don't see that's happening. You know, this is interesting because my mission in life, my real purpose is to spread joy and well-being and vibrancy around the world. And what I would love for everyone on this planet is to have that sense of that felt sense, that experience of the aliveness coming through, because I believe that when we experience that more as human beings, we are kinder, we are gentler, we are more enthused about life. And I believe that is one of the paths to higher level consciousness by um, really allowing that vibrancy to come through. And that's really my mission. That's beautiful. I mean, I agree hundred percent with you that as you start to make those connections to uh, you know, to your, to your higher highest consciousness and to all that's around us. That's when you realize the oneness. That's when you realize um, that, that light and love are everywhere and you see it in more places yes. and it gives you access to things that you didn't have when you didn't have the wonder, the curiosity, the disconnection. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, really amazing the way that you're describing using the dreams as that gateway. Cause you know, obviously like we're talking about, there's a lot of different gateways in, you know, to the yeah. invisible realm. And this, this is a very um, interesting one, you know, that to think of it as expanding beyond sleep to bringing the invisible realms to, to the waking time, to the waking realm. <laughs> yeah. You know, though, as I'm listening to you, another word that comes up for me is the imagine the power of the imagination. 
So I think the imagination, our faculty of imagination and dreams are very much linked. Again, who knows exactly where dreams come from? I just know I don't have to create them. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> but the then there's the imagination. So one of the ways we can work with dreams is called active imagination. We can actually re-enter the dream and imagine it in a different way or imagine. It's not so much imagining it as in a different way as imagining uh, interaction, a conversation with one of the characters in the dream. I'll give you an example. There was a dream that I had that was, it was a nightmare. And by the way, all of you out there who are listening, if you have nightmares, feel reach out to me. I'm a nightmare specialist. I've never met a nightmare that didn't have great gold. And I know if you've got a, if you've got a pattern of nightmares, it can be very debilitating. I worked with a woman once who was afraid to go to sleep because of her nightmares. Mm -hmm. And after working with me for a period of time and really having the experience of, oh, this isn't coming to, this isn't coming to scare me well, it is coming to scare me, but only for the purpose of waking me up. That's why nightmares happen <laughs> because they connect with our limbic system. They say, this is so important. We really want you to listen to this. And the only way we can figure out how to get you awake is to wake you up with fear. That's why they come in the wow. package that they come in. It's an important message. So I had a dream once of, it was a nightmare of this guy shooting me in the stomach, and I'm laying there bleeding to death. End of dream. It's a very short dream. And I decided to go into active imagination and hold and, and connect with this. I called him the kindly assassin. Eventually, I called him <laughs> the kindly assassin. He had the most amazing eyes. And in the active imagination, he comes and holds me as I'm dying. And I look into these eyes that are the most loving eyes I've ever peered into. And I actually allow myself, you know, death in dreams is another one of those. It can be the most regularly powerful, positive symbol ever. Because what comes after death? Resurrection. Plants die, they're reborn. Leaves fall off the tree, spring comes. That is just the nature of things. So when I can embrace that death in dreams is not about my own death, my physical death, but it's about the death of something in me that needs to be let go of so that I can grow. In this case, I noticed where was I shot? In the stomach area. That's the third chakra, which is mm -hmm. our power center. So I was being asked was, you know, the Michael Jordan sex dream was a little more positive and saying, well, embrace the confidence. This one was like, no, you've really got to let that old part of yourself that goes shy and goes quiet, let that die. And I'm here to love you into a new way of being. What was fascinating about that experience for me, uh, Kimberly Ann, is that I only really remember the outcome of the active imagination. I don't wow. really remember the first, the actual dream. I went back and looked at it recently and I thought, oh, that's how the dream went? Because the active imagination was so profound. So we use our imaginations to 
conjure up um, conversations with dream characters um, or imagine that imagine that life is coming through and wanting to wink at me. What would it be like today? That's amazing. So you went after you had the dream and you obviously you were awake, you went back and started active imagination by visualizing the person, the man that you now call the kindly assassin in the dream. And then all, when you were doing that, you were able to connect and have a whole different story unfold. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. One of the, the imagination is another one for those of us who have gone through a lot of schooling. Um, You know, what pops in my head right now is the, the image of a little boy or girl in an elementary school classroom who's kind of sitting there. Maybe she's got her 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 finger on her her uh, on her chin or on her cheek, and she's kind of like staring off. And the teacher says, "Stop daydreaming, right?" So the imagination is often squashed in us. And if you are one that's imagination deprived, (laughs) I invite you to invite, this is a great time of year, you know, light a candle and just gaze at the candle in the darkness. Or if you have a fireplace, you know, put on a fire and just let your mind and your imagination take you where it will and get, become friends with your imagination again. There's so much there to offer. I believe I believe that every, no matter what we're facing on this planet, from the worst things to the most minor things, that our somebody on this planet is going to have a dream tonight that will include a solution to that. That person may or may not remember the dream or may or may not act on it, but I believe that everything has a solution that lives in the imagination or in the other realms that when we access it, it will come. Um, so Elias Howe was struggling with how to place where to place a thread in the needle. And he had a dream about being captured in Africa and by a cannibal tribe. And they had him, the way it was set and the way they had him dangling and dipping into the hot water gave him the idea of how to, how and where to put the thread in the needle. So that was clearly wow. a case where he didn't go literal and go, oh my gosh, I'm like, the cannibals got me and I'm going to die now. No, it was like, there was some way that he was able to see it, that he got the message. Like that's where you put the hole for the thread that goes through the needle, the hole in the needle that th- put the thread through. So there's, there's things like Einstein had a dream when he was 18 years old that he says took the rest of his life to live into. And from that, he got many of his theories of relativity and all the things that he did. So dreams, if you just Google uh, dreams and science or, or uh, dream solutions, science solutions, science uh, books, book solutions, um, Dr. Uh, Stephen King, rather, I don't think he's a doctor at Stephen King. He gets a lot of his ideas from his dreams. So there's just ways that the dreams will come in and say, try this, try this, try this. What I keep hearing when you're talking is, you know, it's really learning to be playful and open and 
connecting to creativity again. And when you were talking about the child, I was thinking that's so, so much of creativity is sort of crushed out of children, even forget about adults. <laughs> I mean, if you start, you know, that young. And so really it's a great reminder how we need to ask people to have balance in, you know, in their lives, in education, in all areas so that they can develop these skills because we're talking about understanding life, understanding who you are, understanding messages that come in. And if you can only see them in one way, it's so limited. It it limits you in your experiences. It limits you in your ability to find solutions. And it's just a really, so I love everything you're saying for so many reasons, but really it's just a reminder about being playful, being creative being um, in the moment and being open to what what it has for you instead of trying to control the moment and structure it and put in <laughs> what you think should belong there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, as I was listening to you, I was thinking of the, I'm a former, uh, I was thinking of standardized tests. Yeah. I am a former uh, elementary school educator. I was a, in bilingual education. And before standardized tests, there still were tests, but they weren't quite as potent as they are now. And wouldn't it be great to, along with this, if we're going to have standardized tests, fine. Let's say this is the body of work we would like kids to master. Then have an equally valid um, opportunity to express creativity and imagination so that they could live side. So that, again, it could be yes and rather than either or. And that would be, that would be a miracle. It was a miracle for me to actually include standardized tests as a part of the possibility, (laughs) because I tended to be more of an either or person around that. But I can see that they're both needed. It's just that we've ignored the creative, imaginative side for a while. And what would elevating that actually do to the test scores? Improve them would be my guess. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, because yeah. they'll be more creative. They may not get the solution in the way. I mean, this cracks me up with my my own kids. It's like, okay, I can I can help you with your math. I understand how to do that. I can do some algebra or trig. No, mom, you can't do it that way. Well, I got the right answer. Why does it matter how I got to it? No, no, you have to do it this way. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. There's only this way. I'm like, no, the answer is the answer. Why are you so, mom, my teacher won't give me full credit if I don't do it the way they want. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, okay, sorry. Then I guess I, I mean, you can try and teach me your way. You know, I try and be open to it, but it goes back again to being open to being creative. And I do think that that creativity and, um, and the thing that you, I want to go way back to what you said a while ago Mm -hmm. is since you are the wonder woman is how important just wonder in general is having nothing to do and just be, just be in the moment, yes. be in the wonder. And that lets you go to your imagination that lets you go through to the other realms because you're not bound to the material world and you're not bound mm-hmm. to the, the doing and that what is exactly mm-hmm. has to be, there is none. It's just, it's mm-hmm. whatever it is. It is. Yes. Yes. I I agree. I you know, listening to dreams is a radical act. Paying attention to our imagination is a radical act. Uh, being in wonder 
and awe is a radical act because the the societal forces want us to conform. Um, Dreams in the whole interpretation, biblical interpretation, the word dreams was actually rooted out. I don't remember which translation it was because it was thought that if one really had the power to listen to God through their dreams, if I use that language, to listen to the divine and get my own personal guidance through dreams, that would threaten the hierarchy of power. And so when we're talking about this, this is like, and that's not meant to scare or frighten or anything like that, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it is, it is our birthright to listen to what's important to us. And uh, St. Augustine said, love God and do as you please. (laughs) Well, they never told me that in Sunday school. (laughs) It was like, do this, 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 and this, and this, and doing exactly right. But I love that. And in whatever tradition anyone is from, please translate it into your tradition, because it's it's if I am really in love in that being space, whatever action comes from that is going to be healthy and whole. We cannot be in the unified field and wish ill on anyone. It doesn't work that way. So. That's why I say I, I promoted uh, something I call inner activism. And being an inner activist is about allowing that power within us through dreams, through the imagination, to have the most say, to have the first say, to get aligned there, bring that inner authority that is aligned with the universal, aligned with the unified field to bring that, make my commitment to that be my strongest commitment. And from there, I look out into the world and say, now, where am I being called to act? Because then it comes from a different place. That is so powerful. If I could drop my mic without it wrecking, (laughs) that would be a drop the mic moment, but I can't do it because it'll just go. (laughs) So, so I think what I'd like to do now is, is head over to the sparks of wisdom. Let's do it. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, JK, let's hear <laughs> your sparks of wisdom. I'm sure they'll be full of wonder. Oh, yes. Uh, I suppose the overarching one is please wonder about everything. Join me in being a wonder woman or wonder man. Uh, Then, so first one is choose to have a relationship with the imaginal realm. Second, allow your dreams to speak to you. Third, Have some fun with your dreams. Get curious about what their language is telling you. And the next one is, the next one is know that deep within you is a world of wisdom that is wanting to get your attention and wanting you to express in the world 
so that you can have more vibrant living and others will too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jean Catherine or JK for joining me today. It's been fun. I definitely have learned a lot and I have a lot of, I want to go to sleep and start dreaming tonight. (laughs) But before I do that, we'll finish the show. And let me start with asking you, can you just let people know a little bit about what offerings you have, how you work with people? Yes, absolutely. Uh, First of all, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to be with you and enter this level of conversation. So thank you. Uh, You can go to my website, vibrantlivingalchemist.com, and you'll find a lot of ways that you can interact with me. If you're a newbie, you can even schedule a 20-minute, like, check things out, and we will have a complimentary time together to see what might be calling you. You can look at the calendar. I often offer dream circles, dream alchemy circles, tapping alchemist circles. That's the emotional freedom technique. They, They in dreams, especially nightmares, go really hand in glove because nightmares leave us Um, psychically activated and often uh, impacts the limbic system that we talked about before. And so when we use some tapping, we can ah, get the body calm and boy, then meanings really pop up. So there's dream alchemy circles, there's tapping alchemy circles, and the dates are on my website. And recently I've been offering cacao ceremonies where we get together, you buy your cacao, we do it on Zoom and those have been phenomenal. It's a great way of, another way of tapping into the imaginal realm. There are ways that you can connect with me there to work one-on-one or attend these uh, ceremonies. I also have the final thing I'm going to mention today is that there are what I call clarity calls, and they're very brief calls. If you have a kind of wonder about getting clarity on any particular topic, check that one out because clarity calls are a lot of fun. They're done on the phone. So one-on-one groups, find all the dates there on my website. Awesome. And yeah. And so the website will be um, in the show notes and on the drkimberlyann.com site as well. And the other thing is, I want to tell people a little bit, you did give uh, the listeners have a special handout that they'll be able to get on the website when you follow to this episode page. So let people know what they'll be finding there. Yes. It's called dream drops. And guess what? Most of them we covered, most of the tips we covered in this (laughs) podcast. So they will be different, a concrete way for you to look at how to play non-concretely with your dream to do some playful dreaming and use those. They're, they're a lot of fun. Um, So they're, yeah, just ideas, imaginative ideas for playing with your dreams. Awesome. And so really, like we talked about today, it's about being open and open to the magic and the possibilities. And I hope people will head over and look at all of the suggestions that you have. And even just look at your website to just be open to even just the visual stuff on your website, by the way, it's just very, very beautiful. Some of the symbols and the art stuff is on there. And just in general, I just hope people just start the waking dream, just start wondering when you're walking around and the more that you're open to your imagination and to any possibilities, it will find its way into your dreams, I believe. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, during um, that, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Jean Catherine 
Vibrant Living Alchemist. And I often do Facebook Lives there. So if you want to stay connected with that energy, head on over to Facebook if that's something that calls you. And we'll continue the play. Excellent. So there's lots of ways to play. Don't miss out. (laughs) So until next time, be you, be love, and be present.